Welcome to the Dreamcatcher Podcast, a place where you'll receive a boost of inspiration, practical advice, and tools to maximize your success and personal happiness. And that's not all. You'll also get plenty of guidance on how you can use your gifts, talents, and compassion to contribute towards making the world a better place. Be sure to sign up for our free weekly newsletter for a preview of what's in store and to also receive a free ebook. To sign up, simply visit www.thedreamcatch.com. Now it's my pleasure to introduce you to the host of the Dreamcatcher podcast, Celine Chinoy. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Dreamcatcher podcast, a place where your dreams can find a voice. Energy is the invisible force that affects us all. And if we want to experience joy, love, abundance, and peace, we must prioritize our energetic health. Part of that self-care practice involves dealing with energetic blocks that lodge themselves in our systems in the form of negative emotions, beliefs, and even physical conditions. According to my guest, Oliver Nino, we are naturally wired to clear our energy field. He'll explain what it takes to get back to our healthiest state. Oliver Nino is an entrepreneur, energy healer, and spiritual activation expert. He has performed over 20,000 healing sessions and has trained 5,000 people from 50 countries in his energy healing methodology. Oliver, a highly esteemed energy healing expert, has amassed a loyal global following, including many celebrity clients like Nina Dubrov, Gwyneth Paltrow, Donna Curran, Demi Moore, Gerard Butler, and Tony Robbins. During our conversation, Oliver will offer his advice on identifying and clearing out energy blocks we may have accumulated over the years. He'll also talk about protecting our energy from negative people and environments so that we stay in high vibration. If you like what you heard, please don't forget to like, rate, share, and subscribe to this podcast. Thanks. Hi, Oliver. How are you doing today? Good. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. I appreciate you joining us to talk about all things energy, spiritual energy, that is. And you are very well experienced in this field, having done 20,000 healing sessions. So I'm curious, Oliver, why did you think it was the right time to share your knowledge in a book? Um, because <laughs> a few things, because I know it's one of the things that ultimately I want to have it done and I wanted to shine my light. And it's always, you know, with, you know, with, uh, with the journey and the path, it's always like, you know, shine your light, shine your light. And you always hit resistance at times. Because a lot of fear comes up with, you know, you coming out of shining your light and doing your purpose work. Like, you know, who will I lose? Will I be rejected? Will I be, will I be ridiculed? Right. And all those different things. Like, you know, it's like yeah. going to be tougher. So there's a lot of those, um, those things. So for me, it's, it's a two, twofold. Um, one, um, it was part of my personal growth to just shine my light more and, uh, and, and really overcome a lot of the, the mental chatter and emotional chatter that, um, that's been going on. The second part is I've always wanted to leave an impact and you know, make a difference. I always wanted to, I, I look at the world and I look at the, the world that, uh, you know, my, my children are going to inherit. And I was like, how can I 
impact that. So by the time, so when they're growing up and as they're living here, you know, it becomes a, a friendlier, more loving, more connected, better world. So I'm like, okay, a book's the way to do that. Um, because it can be translated in a, you know, different languages. There's a matter yeah. of where you're from. Like, and it you know, can reach a lot more people because there are only so many healing sessions you can do. Right. So, yeah. So for me, it was like, uh, even though we, you know, we've have close to 4 million students online, it's not a dent. 4 million? Yeah. We have, we have, we have online wow. and it's not a That's dent to how many, like, um, how many people are in the world. So for That's me, like I'm like, you know, the population I, of a country. <laughs> right. <laughs> So for me, I was just like, I just need, you know, I, I just need to, to impact more people. So I need to write a book because mm. one, um, it's time based on just the last few years that we've experienced as a, as humanity. Um, mm. and, and I feel like it's a book that I wish, I wish I had growing up. Um, and it's the book that I'm, I want to give to my kids as they grow up because I never got, I never got that information, that knowledge, you know? Yeah. And I'm so glad you did it because this book is, it's great. It's a real eye-opener. And uh, I look forward to discussing some of the contents uh, that you wrote in it with you today. But before we get into that, um, we want to get to know you a bit better, Oliver. You're known as the spiritual activator and a sacred geometry and energy activation expert. So take us back to when you discovered your gifts and how you develop them over the years? Mine was by accident, honestly. I mean, look, back then I wasn't like, you know, um, thinking like I'm going to open my gifts because, you know, my past was was not in healing at all. So if you asked me, hey, you know, are you going to be you know, a healer? I would have probably laughed because I was I was knee deep into business. Like, you know, I um, back in the day I had a uh, I started off uh, with a dating advice company. Right. Um, that's what that's my first beginnings. Right. And I went to business and every single time it was a growth experience because the more the more you shine your light is my experience. Right. At the very beginning, you hit these resistance and you think the resistance points are external. You think, oh, it's the world. Because like back then it was it was it was painful. Like, you know, I had I had businesses to where business partners stole from me, like, you know, employees stole, you know, people bad mouth and all those different things to where, you know, you're like, why is the world unjust? Right. And it makes you want to shrink and not realizing that those things are coming up because they may be your biggest lessons and teachers. Right. That it may be that there are energetic blocks passed on generationally that's still affecting you. So for me back then, I was just like, I wanted to, you know, curl in a ball and hide in the cave because when you, when you, when you experience a little bit of pain and darkness of like, you know, of betrayal, you're like, you know, you're, you're wanting to do good. And, and then the opposite comes out. You're just like, screw this. Right. So for me, um, luckily I didn't stay in that, that space of like you know, rock bottom too long. Cause when you're, when you're there, you're like, okay, I'm here. There's nowhere, nowhere else to go, but up. So for me, um, it was like, it, it was like the intention of like, you know, let me find myself, let me grow through this. Um, that intention mixed with like an owl in Sedona, which is a sacred site. And there's lots all over the world. Like, you know, you know, in, in Machu Picchu, Egypt, like yeah. Stone energy Hinges. vortexes, right? That's what. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I was there and not knowing that when you're there with an intention and you're in a sacred site, it's like being in, in uh, sitting on millions of crystals that just amplify everything. So what, you know, what, what took, I, I don't know, people sometimes decades to do It happened. It happened for me in days because when I was in sacred sites, all of a sudden, all the things that I wasn't aware of, all the pain, all the things that I needed to release that were, you know, that were, that was in my heart, that was 
attracting, you know, business partners that were, you know, of that vibration or, or, or people that were of a vibration that would hurt me, they would all come up and I would see them and I'll be able to work through them and release them energetically. So for me, um, I didn't, I didn't venture off doing spiritual gifting. I just knew that I had to, I had to release something was blocking me. That was my first thing is I'm, I'm being blocked. I'm being weighed down by something. What is it? And in the process of me releasing that stuff, for some reason, you know, my gifts started to activate because I realized that they were always there. It was not that it's not like you're, you know, you didn't have your gifts as you were born. They're there. It's just that life happens. And then we close our hearts and then we shrink and then we don't want to be seen. And then we're afraid of stepping into, you know, um, who we are and what we're made of. And, and that causes our gifts to not even be not there, but it feels like it's inaccessible. It feels like it's a different world. But when you start purging and releasing all the things that aren't you, you see, you quickly discover everything that you were born with. And all of a sudden it's like, where was that? Right. So for me, that was the case that as I you know had the intention, went on sacred sites and, and I was just working on myself. Like and I released all those different things and I didn't know the spiritual gifts would come. Um, back then, no one, nobody was teaching spiritual gifts. So I don't even know what was going on. I thought I was just going crazy. Was, so yeah. for me, it was a little bit of shock because, again, there was nobody um, to educate me on it. Uh, and then it got better over time to where it's like, oh, wow, these gifts are here to actually guide me through life. They can actually help me. They can actually help me with, with happiness, with purpose work, with clarity, with feeling peace, with knowing what to do, you know, with feeling recharged, with being protected from negativity. And once I started seeing the benefits of it, I'm like, okay. Like I gotta go down this rabbit hole because what I what I thought I needed in life I didn't even know about and this thing right over here that just popped out out of nowhere is you know is bringing me everything I've ever wanted and I'm just learning about this and no one's teaching it so that for me started my journey down the rabbit hole of what is energy what are spiritual gifts how does it work right and uh, and uh, and uh, how does how do we use them to enrich our day to day lives you know. Interesting. And I'm wondering, did you see glimpses of your gift when you were a child? Because I know that when we're younger, we are more pure, right? We don't have all those energy blocks that we accumulate as we grow up. So did you see any hints of it? Um, feeling. Because a lot of times when people have um, um, spiritual gifts, like, you know, like their, their third eye is opening and all those different things. At the very beginning, it shows up differently. Some people are visual. And a lot of times, you know, people think visual is the only way to go. But it's not, right? Because it's, it's, it's a modality. It's it's a preference that we have energetically. Some people can see, but it's a mean yeah. because you can't see. It's not there. I'm yeah, there are others, there. right? There's audit, exactly. um, auditory, kinesthetic. Yeah. So people and, can yeah. see, can hear, can feel, can sense, yeah. Can, yeah. can taste, can know. I'm, I was more of a, a, a knower and a feeler to where... I would feel it like, you know, I would feel it like, you know, either goosebumps or knowing or the hair in the back of your, your neck. And then you just use, or this, this thing that comes over, you just know something's going on. I could never figure out what it was. And then I had friends, of course, back in the day that could see, and they're like, yeah, this is what's going on. I'm like, oof. Right. And I couldn't see, but I could feel, but I was in my mind, in my mind, it was almost um, back then there was a lot of fear because again, you know, growing up, like and I watch a, a lot of horror movies, a lot. So I'm like, oh gosh, you're like, you know, I was had the wrong perception of what energy was. And if I couldn't see it and I could feel it, I was just afraid of like what was going on. I can't see something, right? Um, right. so it was just like, so I always had a little bit of um, it was always there in the background, 
Um, now that I look back, it was there all my life. It's just I never tuned in. I never knew what it was. I was afraid of it, you know, and I was uh, running away from it instead of understanding it and embracing it, you know? Mm. So I think that's why you feel that it's really, really important to work on our energy because yeah. you've seen how it unraveled your own gifts. Um, yeah. And, 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 yeah. And the thing is, to be honest, like when I was starting out, it was not spiritual enlightening enlightenment that I was after, right? Because back then I was in the lows of the lows, like, you know, um, going through heartbreak, you know, I'm, I'm moving from another country, um, losing all my friends, right? Um, going in here, trying to in um, immigrate to the, to the US, trying to get a fresh start, getting mm-hmm. some success, getting slapped down with like, you know, just the challenges that happened with the business, wanting to hide, trying again, getting slapped down. So for me, like my... His goal wasn't even like, ooh, let me be, can I, can I have enlightenment and can I just yeah. feel better? Can I right. just feel a little bit more abundance? Can I just have more peace? Can I just mm. experience more love? And I think everyone, right. everyone at their core wants that. Yeah. Yeah. So that, those are my driving forces. And I just didn't yeah. know that like, you know, those spiritual gifts would guide me there faster than my mind could. Right. I just never knew all that stuff. I was just open to anything. I, I mean, gosh, it could have been something else that came along that worked, and I would probably would have done that because at that point I was just looking for anything that worked. And I've tried a lot of different things and nothing just like seemed to work um consistently, uh quickly and and when I needed it. So for me, I was just open to like, you know, God, higher power, universe, whatever you know, your listeners believe in. I was just like, I just I'm open. Whatever, <laughs> whatever, whatever you have for me, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it a shot. So for me, yeah. it was just that willingness. To, that willingness. Uh, and that is enough, right? Just having that consciousness to say, okay, I'm open to whatever oh, you're going to. I, yeah. I think it's the most underrated thing is is right. um, is that because a lot of times people don't realize the power of intention. Yeah. Because it's not they, as sexy. They feel as like they've got to figure it all out. And I was yeah. one of those people, right? I was like, no, I have to get every detail. Like I need and, to and, know and same how thing. things I'm, are going to go. Like, I'm, I'm left left brain very very skeptical of very detailed spreadsheets yeah yeah you know data that's me (laughs) so you know right so yeah yeah so for me people i think it's underrated because it's just simple and a lot of times people come people think that if it's simple and easy it must not work that well they're looking for something new right but if you look at for example um intentions i'll give you an example prayer is a form of an intention it's not the only form but it's a form right and if you look at stories all over the world and I, I actually was, I actually have the story from, you know, myself when, when I was born. But if you look at story stories all over the world, you'll see it doesn't matter what the culture is, doesn't matter what the background is, doesn't matter what their beliefs are. There are people that are sick, that are like, you know, on their last, you know, breath and somebody's praying for them and they're super, super like it's just like intently and then something happens and they miraculously like are better and doctors can't explain what it is. Right. And if you think about it, if you dissect it on all levels, that person that was praying, they were they didn't follow 77 steps. Right. They were they weren't vision boarding it. Right. They were they probably didn't even have, you know, all of their traumas healed or the mindset that you, and the emotions that are, you know, that are super high. They're probably like, I don't know, maybe fear based, a little bit, a little bit scared of fear of loss and all different things. But when you, but that's their human story. Right. But when you set an intention or a prayer, which is a form of intention, you're putting requests in from your soul, from your divine, from your higher self. It's put in in a different frequency. Therefore, it it, it is it happens quicker 
um, and it doesn't follow the human laws of manifesting, which is human law. You gotta, you gotta think about it, feel it, you know, spend a lot of time with it, generate all of emotions, feel like you're there, all different things, which is, which works. It's just it's a lot, a lot involved. Whereas there are things that you can do that, um, put the requests at much higher frequencies and vibrations where it's almost like you put it there and it happens even if you never think about it again. Right. So a lot of times, and that's intention is one of them. Can a lot you of times, give us some example of that, how that works? Right. So a lot of the times, like, you know, my wife calls it set, set and forget it manifesting to where um, I'll give you an example. Like she was in an abusive relationship before she met me. And I remember she got into this altercation. The guy threw some wine in the glass. He missed her head. And like, that's whole, this whole, <laughs> this whole thing. And I remember that night, you know, she got on her knee, she kicked him out, got on her knees, looked in the mirror. And I was just like, God, I'm ready for to release whatever's not, you know, not, not supposed to be in my life anymore. I'm, I'm, I'm tired of this. I'm surrendering. I'm ready to release and I'm ready for life to be beautiful. Some, some I'm paraphrasing, but you know, some, somewhere in those terms. And two weeks later, like, you know, we met and, and, and everything, everything two changed. Weeks? There, but that, two weeks. But if you think about that, that was a powerful prayer. <laughs> Yeah, so a lot of people that, wait that. for years for something like exactly. that. Exactly, but but the thing yeah. is, when you're getting it, when you're getting it right, you're yeah. surrendering, right? Yeah, when you're, you're surrendering your human story yeah. and baggage. You're giving space for a higher power to come in, and mm. when that happens, things happen quickly. It's just that we want to control things at times, right? And it slows things down. And once we finally are out of options, and we try to surrender, and then. It works. And it, and we start thinking like, it took so long to get it. No, it took so long to surrender. And when you mm. surrendered, it happened fast, faster, but it just took a long time to get there because we had to play everything out in our mind first, right? Right. And, and, and could it also be that energetic blocks might be getting in the way? Because you mentioned that in the book, that these blocks tend to lodge themselves in our system. Yes. So, I mean, could that also be slowing down the manifestation of what we want? Absolutely. Um, and, and here's the thing is I realized that, um, my, so here's the thing. It's, it's, it's interesting, but I look at things as um, vibration and frequency based to where <laughs> it doesn't matter what your past is. Like, you know, a minute from now, you can experience a beautiful life. It doesn't matter if you have all the blocks, right? Let's say all your blocks exist. I look at it as a, as a, um, a, t- a, t- a television metaphor. Let's say you're watching the horror channel. Everything you see in the horror channel is, is designed to produce fear. Like, you know, mm-hmm. the script, the music, the actors, the sound, everything, right? Everything there. Like, so when you're watching the horror channel, like maybe 90 to 95% of what you experience are things that make you feel that way. And if you're looking for happiness, love, feel good stuff, you might get it in a little bit of doses, but it's not going to be what, what you're going to mainly get from that channel, right? And when you shift the channel to comedy or, or, or like something, you know, the, the Christmas uplifting channel, then all of a sudden what you're seeing is meant everything there is meant to lift you up, right? So those two channels exist at every given moment. And there's several hundreds or thousands of other channels that exist. So because we can't see them, doesn't mean it doesn't exist. It's there. And when you tune into them, you experience a completely different reality, right? And and my experience is that, yes, you may have blocks, sure. But there's a vibration that you can get to where your blocks don't exist or they don't hold you back, right? doesn't mean they never happen. So we can bypass those blocks by tuning in. So I'll give you an example. Over the long run, you want to clear them, 
but doesn't yeah. mean you can't yeah experience. in the long run yeah but that doesn't happen yeah. overnight right that is a process um it it's that's the thing with vibration things can happen overnight but you can go back okay. to old vibrations if you don't well address. if they're around you i'd imagine it would <laughs> but yeah. you know uh, if you're doing you it on exactly. your Look own at lottery winners lottery yeah. winners when they win the lottery like you know um they they come this windfall of abundance right mm -hmm. and then they did studies 10 years later like 90 or 95 percent of them i forget the number like you know are in a worse financial place than they did before winning now if you think about it that's 10 years of abundance right they want they experience abundance too that no people can in this world like the very few do right do you think they had the mindset do you think their traumas mattered their history the blocks it didn't until it did right because they, they got into an energy vibration to where they got it energy got them there right and they were there like fear and lack yeah mentality. but then somewhere along while they were there something happened that caused them to tune into the old vibration Therefore, oh. all the blocks mattered again, Got right? It. All all the limiting beliefs, all the trauma. So it, it kind of activated those blocks. Is that a it, it, yeah? Because there, some, the, some blocks are vibration based. Some here's some here's some examples. There's, there are times in your life where you're such an like. There's some times in your life probably where everything in the past traumas are so real. You're feeling them, and it's just like it's it's like you're reliving every single one of them. And there's times in your life where you're the happiest. You're in ecstasy, and you're experiencing bliss that none of them, they don't even matter. You don't even think about it, not affecting you. You're just in that space, right? Oh, you're in a very so different vibration. Yeah. So the way I look at it is, yes, at any given time, we have a lot of vibrations available to us. Some blocks are are more are, are more real and are more apparent and hold us back at certain vibrations, where at certain vibrations, we have more resources to where they don't show up. Or if they do, they're like so small that we... We can like literally, it's just a breath, and they're and and then we're, we're we're over them, right? So it's not that they're it's not that life gets easier. Is that we get stronger and we channel more light and we tap into higher resources to where our the human story that we've experienced becomes so small in comparison to who we are and what we're what we're what we're tapped into, and what we're made of, right? So it doesn't negate it, it doesn't discount it. It just makes it to where we're more resourceful based on. What vibration we're on is is that what I found? Mm, and that's part of our self care practice to make sure that we stay in that high vibration. And that's why you say that we should be conscious of the environments and the people around us because that can impact our moods, our stress levels, and happiness. So yeah, can you tell? Give us some tips on how we can be more mindful of that. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the times at the very beginning is it is really. Doing a um, self-check-in is what I call it, right? You're doing a self-check-in and you're doing it to where you're like, okay, like um, how is your day-to-day -day emotions? Are there are, are there people that when you're around them, they just lower your vibration, right? Mm. They lower your vibration. or they The energy vampires. Up. Right, yeah. And a lot of it is realizing that if you take a, take a really good look in your life, you're going to realize that the things that drag us down, they're not random. There are very few repeatedly over and over and over again right that that happened like whether it's our coworker or somebody that, something that we watch every single day or a story that we relive right or some negative self-talk we tell tell ourselves over and over again and we don't realize that, that that's not even our self-talk we have absorbed it but over time we think it's ours right so there's all these different things 
that if you look in your day and you trace everything, or maybe it's like you're sensitive to energy and every time you walk into a mall and all of a sudden you're overwhelmed by everybody else, right? Um, so what we what, what people don't realize is the things that lower our vibration, they're very predictable. Like in the, and they're not a lot, they're they're few, but if you look at them every single day and you realize these are the things that lower my vibration, and then it becomes as as simple, but not as easy to do at times, because you know, but simple sometimes it's not easy to to implement, is minimizing the time we spend there. And 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 doing more of the things that you know the self care practices that take care of our soul because, for example, let's say you're you're going to with a coworker and you're meeting them every single day and they're just negative, right? So what can you do with that? If you don't do anything and you spend fifty percent of your day with them, then fifty percent of your your day you're affected by negativity. That's a lot, right? Fifty percent. That of the is day. a lot. It doesn't end with fifty percent. You get you take that home. You know, and if you're not if you're not clearing it now, now you're bringing that to your sleep, or you're bringing that to your relationships, to your decision making, to your well being, right? So now it's affecting your entire day. Versus, like, okay, what are you doing if if, if that's a negative coworker? Are you putting? Are you doing protective practices for your energy so that when you're there, you're not absorbing it? And more more so than that, are you doing self care throughout the day so you're elevating your vibration so that that doesn't even affect you at all? And are you do you have other outlets? Or you know, parts you parts of groups and communities, and you're and you're learning stuff, um, and you're and you're doing things to proactively focus your attention on higher higher vibrations. Then all of a sudden, if you if all your focus on is is those different things, then it doesn't matter if they're fifty percent. It's going to hit you like it's one percent or nothing because you're doing so many different things outside of it to where their vibration no longer affects you. You yeah. affect them. Right, so a lot of the time, ah, because it, you it, become it, so high vibe that it rubs off. Them. Yeah, because the thing is, that's what people people don't realize is, yes, they're energy vampires. They walk in and they drag the energy of the room down. That's one part of the story. And there's also people that are bringers of the light. They walk in the room and they lift everybody up, right? Mm-hmm. And you can be that as well. And 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 a lot of times we forget our power. We shrink because we realize, oh my gosh, it might affect us negatively. Not realizing we're made of light. Well, what we are within our light is always going to be stronger and brighter in the darkness around us, hand over fist every single day. If we realize that we're light and we start shining our light and we start, you know, and we start basking in it versus being afraid that someone's going to affect us negatively, right? And it's a process. It doesn't happen overnight. I mean, it's one of the things that, yes, do you have to be, protect yourself at first and do these practices and eventually be in a high vibration where you realize, wow. I'm not even affected by people. I'm affecting people positively. It's, I feel like it's a growth process in a, in our spiritual path. But the very beginning, absolutely. Like, and I'm protecting myself, mindful of energy, mindful of environment, um, until I got to a point where, like, and you become bigger than it, then you start, um, you start, you, you start really living by what, which, which, what I believe ultimately your vibration becomes your protection to where mm. the, your daily vibration is what you focus on because when you're in the right one, nothing else matters. They don't show yeah. up. They don't affect you. They don't drag you down. Right. You have, you know, you're supported, you feel good. And it's almost like anything can happen and you're fine. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, as you were talking, I, some reason Victor Frankl was coming to mind, the survivor of the Nazi, the Nazi oppression, right. in the concentration yep. camps and how he stayed in high vibration, even in those conditions. He was able mm-hmm. to find meaning when he was there. So I think that 
really, we can stay in high vibrations, even in the worst environments. Of course, it's not, we don't want to be in that situation, but it it can be done, right? We've seen even Nelson Mandela when he was in jail, like he stayed in high vibration when he was in jail, right? So yeah. it's like, it can be done. Absolutely. And that's one of the things is that it, it can be done. It takes a lot of inner work. It takes a lot of it takes a lot of um, a uh, really seemingly hard work at first. That's what I'm saying. At first, at first, we have a lot of baggage to unload and purge. But when it's done, it's done. Like I've got people that think that you know healing is a lifelong thing. No, it doesn't have to be. Like you know, I've I've I met so many people that I've helped myself, and so many people that I've helped where healing is a phase. Right, like, like you have a wound. You don't have a you don't have a wound forever, unless you keep reopening the wound, you know, and and re-traumatizing it. Right, if it done right, wounds heal. Yeah, there's scar, scar, sure. Even if it's really you know happened, deep trauma, even if it's yeah, absolutely, you know, like, absolutely, really? yeah. I mean, and the thing is, here's the thing with trauma is like, again, doesn't matter what the trauma is, right? Because I believe, and I've seen it, it can heal. It, 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 it. It doesn't mean it never happened. It just means that the power that it has over us, it's disempowering and debilitating, no longer exists, right? And then we can move forward. And that's the goal. It doesn't mean you're never going to think about it for a second and be like, okay, that sucks or whatever. But that emotional debilitating um, feeling that can cause you to go in a spiral and it causes you to lose control of your emotions and you're in a roller coaster. Now you have control. That can be, that can be gone, right? And, 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 and I feel like a lot of times, like, you know, people, either don't have role models that I've seen that have been able to do that. They don't know it's possible. They've been told you're, you have this forever and it's a life sentence versus like I've seen the opposite. Like, you know, because anywhere you look, you'll, you'll find people that are examples of it, people that are there forever, people that broke free from it and they're healed. There's always, there's always an example. And, and for me, I just, I, I feel like when we start realizing that, you know, our thoughts, our focus, our emotions, the time we spend on something, it, it creates a reality that we're not that we can actually take charge of our, of our vibration and and our life by you know by by choosing you know consciously what we pour our our energy to whether it's mentally emotionally like you know things that we do then one it becomes empowering and life starts to, to change because the things that you, you don't want in your life you stop feeding them and the things that you do want in your life, you start pouring, you know, conscious creation, creation, loving attention to, and that's what happens and shows up. But yeah, I've seen it. I mean, I've seen, and I've seen people that have had lifelong, right, lifelong trauma um, that they thought they could never heal, right? And of course, it takes it, it takes doing the work. I'm not saying like you know you don't have to do the work. It takes doing the work. And at the beginning, it 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 is. It can feel like hard work because you're making decisions that are like, okay, I'm going to stop doing this. I'm going to start doing this. And and you're going against habits. Sure. You're going against identity and stories. Sure. Right. So it, it does feel like at the beginning you are going against, um, it's kind of like the way I look at it is like a, ro- a rocket launching off, right? The first, you know. Yeah, you really need to push. Or going up. And then yeah. and after it breaks through some of those barriers, Mm. Then it's like an escape velocity kicks in. Then you're like, you're way easier, right? It's a lot of the times it's that initial start, 
right? Yeah. And, uh, and, and a lot and of that comes from people. attitude, right? So what you're essentially saying is that we should have the right attitude towards our healing process. Mindset, uh, Mindset. faith, surrender, faith. Mm. Uh, attitude, absolutely. Um, outlook to where it can get better. Like, and yeah. because I feel like, I feel like our beliefs, like they, they, we don't, they can either keep us in prison or liberate us. So and our true. beliefs aren't permanent. They, we can, if, if we weren't born into this world with these pre, pre, you know, like pre-installed beliefs, we acquired them through life. So if they can be acquired, right, and they can be developed, they can be edited and re, and, 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 and reframed. You know what I mean? And so, this, yeah, I'm so glad you say that, Oliver, because I think right now in society, what we're seeing is a rise of victim consciousness. I don't know if you've noticed it, but I certainly have. And I've spoken to some guests who have seen it as well, that people are using victimhood as a way to gain attention. Um, And I would like to hear your thoughts on this from an energetic perspective. How does it impact us and why is it important Um, to get over it? Yeah, I mean, I... I have a love-hate relationship with the word victim because I feel like at times if we were if someone's never given the tools and it's something systemic and it's it and, and it's designed to keep people in a way in that yeah. line of thinking without any the genuine victims, right? Then then are they are they a victim or they didn't even have the resources, right? So for example, I've met so many people that are like you know, they think they're going crazy because their roller coaster emotions. They go out there. They everybody else affects them. They've tried everything else. Nothing works, right? And 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 they start they start seeing things and they know the future. They can feel stuff. Their spiritual gifts goes on. They go to a doctor and they people think, okay, you're crazy, right? So from a certain lens, sure, things things are judged and labeled through certain lens and certain viewpoints, right? But if you go through energetic, you know, lenses of energy, everything changes. And that's the one thing that I feel like as a society, as a culture, we haven't really been aware of it. We've never been taught. It's not mainstream. Because when you realize how energy works, you realize that, like, not everything's so black and white, mm-hmm. right? So, if, so if, if, if we're all energetic beings and we're being affected by other people's energies, Right. And energy is one thing that affects us regardless of what we believe in. It can be passed on from generation to generation. Right. These blocks. Right. And you've tried everything. And if nobody's educated you on that and you're not getting you're not making progress because you don't know how to deal with it, then, yeah, it might feel like you're you're you know, you're helpless to the situations. That's why for mm-hmm. me, I feel like awareness and education is so important because a lot of times I met people that have had the same thing. They've come to me and they're like 60s, 70s, 80s. And they're like, Oliver, I've tried everything. For 40, 50 years, nothing has worked. I'm still here. Right. And then they try my stuff and it's the only, and, and fi- things finally make sense and things work. And I'm not saying mine's the only thing that does it. I'm pretty sure there's a lot of other methods that do that as well. So people try it out and then it works for them. Right. I'm just speaking about mine and what I've seen is like people try it out and they're like, wow, wish I knew this 40, 50 years ago. Right. And then they live the next chapter of their life and it's empowered. It's different. They, 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 they're, they're free. They're shining their light. They're happy. They're, they've gotten through that that glass ceiling that stopped them in the past. And I feel like it is regard it doesn't matter what people do. It's just that sometimes different things appeal to different people, different stages in their lives, and that gets them to the next level. For me, I just feel like it's really hard um, to look at 
you know, the environment and the world, because yes, for sure. A lot of, a lot of the times it's, it seems like that, right? It seems like, like everyone's just like, you know, it's suffering. And a lot of it, I feel like it's also lack of education. It's also lack of awareness. It's also lack, and of, lack of role models. Cause you mentioned earlier, lack of role models, lack of a lot of those different things. Yeah, so what would the yeah. world be if we had all of those? Right. It'd be a different world. So for me, it's like, when I look at the world and I look at people and I look at, you know, look at suffering, I don't see it as that's what it is. And that's what it's always going to be. The way I see it is this is what's happening because of the programming of the past, the tools of the past, the resources of the past is creating the now. The now is not, for me, it's not a reality. It's an illusion, right? Because reality is malleable. I look at now as byproduct of the past. I look at tomorrow as a byproduct of what we do now. And therefore, if people don't have the tools you know, energetic tools and, and, and the ways where they can raise their vibration and take care of themselves, then let me go do that, get it out of the world. And then tomorrow can be different. Right. So I just, I just see things not set in stone. I see things malleable. Things can change. Nothing's permanent. Things can change faster than people think. Sometimes people are closer than they think they are. <laughs> you know, they they think they're far, but they're right there. Right. So for me, I'm just, I, I just believe that tomorrow can be better. And, um, and if I have the ability and the, you know, the, um, the gift and, and, and support to be able to do that, then, then, then I will. Right. So that's kind of like my, my stance on it. Wow. Yeah. That's very hopeful, optimistic. Oh, that's, that's perfect. That's exactly. And, and, and the thing here. is the hopeful and the optimistic yeah. comes from being yeah. able to experience so much darkness and pain and suffering in my life. Yes. Right. So and you've seen that it more, is possible. Yeah. A lot more, like a lot more to where at times where I'm like, gosh, like, you know, right. this is just crazy. Of why am I even doing this to where you're just, you're just wishing it's a dream, but it continues on and on and on. So the biggest gift is I didn't break um, from that. And it taught me, it taught me that that's what people can go through in real life and probably even worse. So it, mm-hmm. it, it, it also helped me give me empathy so that, and, and that empathy allows me to stay longer in the in the darkness and the in the fire with somebody and 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 bring them out and and not be afraid of it because I've been there I know what it's like right and for me a lot of my work hasn't been it's never it's never the happy people I mean yeah we do we do have people that come and they just want to grow but they're not the majority of the people that we deal with a lot of people that we deal with are in the darkest of the darks it is the suicide attempts it is it is the you know um it is the um pain for 40 50 years it's the grief it's the loss it's it's the breakups it's 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 the debilitating diseases it's it's not it's it's very we deal with the darkest of situations so it's not all light i i i i can talk about optimism and hopefulness because i'm i've seen and i have helped people go from that to light and that's when i can say it's that's what's possible but yeah, I mean, we're not 95% of our work is not around things that are happy and optimistic. They're the quite opposite, right? But we know what's possible. Therefore, we can help assist and create the space and the container to get people there, you know, if they choose to. Great. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Alvor, before I let you go, for our listeners who want to start working on their energy and start clearing mm, out right. some initial blocks, do you have any tools that you can recommend they start off with? Yes. So when it comes to blocks, I mean, I mean, honestly, the biggest things I, I, I tell people at first is like, you know, 
try everything and anything because you don't know what's gonna you don't know what's going to work for you. For some people, it's crystals, like and they buy crystals, right? And that, that works, right? For crystals, for example, um, I have them. I mean, so I have like you know, for example, I've got dark ones and I got these. So so typically, dark mm-hmm. ones like um, um, black tourmaline, smoky quartz, all these different dark types of crystals. What they do is instead of imagine negative energy, right? Instead of you absorbing it and you not having to clear it, it goes through your crystal first. So it's your kind of like your first line of defense, right? It just goes in here first and it absorbs it so that you don't have to. So it's less strain on your energetic body, mental, emotional, physical body, so on and so forth. And then I have this crystal over here. It's uh, typically crystals, you have to clear them. You got to put them under the sun or the moon. Yeah. So yeah, you got to take care of your absorbs. Yeah, mm-hmm. it can be cleansed, right? But I've got this fella, which is a citrine, right? Which c- carries the energy of the sun. And it's one of the crystals that you don't have to clear because it clears itself and it clears anything that's close to it, right? So for me, it's like a system of crystals of like, sure, you have some that absorb and you have some that clear. And I'm pretty sure I have some around here to where... So the way I look at it is um, absorbing, clearing, elevating. So you've got one, some that absorb. Whoops. Um, some of the absorb, some of the clear, and then you have some that elevate vibration. Mm. So this one, for example, is a celestite, right? And what it does is that um, it brings forth um, energy from the angelic realm. So now I have, sure, if I'm in a humanistic space, that I'm absorbing things from this vibration. Yeah, I am clearing things from this vibration, but I'm not, but since I know it's a vibration game, that right. I want to make sure I'm in a higher vibration. They don't show up. Therefore, yeah. I also have stuff that elevate the vibration. And a lot of times, if you start thinking about that as a as a system, it exists. It exists, like you know, in the way I do things. You know, you gotta protect yourself, clear, and embrace your vibration. And it, and it, and it, and it um, actually is applicable to anything that you do in life, right? How how do, if you're going into a meeting? And they're very, very verbally, you know, abusive or they can affect you or you're going to meet a family member that can trigger you. Can you protect your energy? Can you do that? Yeah. They say, imagine a white bubble of light or something. So there's yeah. lots of ways you can do it. Um, prayer. Um, you can imagine sacred jump. You can, people can imagine them being in a bubble, you know, or, you know, pyramid or multiple bubbles and with colors. And there's different things to where certain shapes and colors for some people like really help prevent outside energy from affecting them so they're in that space to where yes you're you're protecting yourself sure but you're also knowing that after that interaction are you doing self-care to release the things that you've absorbed whether it's a salt bath or you're journaling or you're outside in nature or you're listening to music or you're dancing all these things that again seem like like they're not nothing they don't they're not spiritual but they but they even though they, they're not spiritual because they're like, oh, wow, everyone does it or it's a normal thing. A lot of times, like in a, a lot of normal things that we have, have energetic benefits, you know, it's because sure. we don't know that it has. I mean, it doesn't. Yeah. Right. So it's what works it for you, right? Ultimately, it's what works for you. So you don't have to do like the textbook solutions. Absolutely. It, it is. It is what works for you. Yeah. It is. Um, so definitely it's one is what works for you. It's what. um it's what's sustainable. It's what you always wanted to do in the past. Like, you know, as a kid, you love doing it and it's, and, and it's, it's just amazing. Right. Um, and we just stop doing it because life gets busy. 
we have so many yeah. rules that stop us from doing it. But it's a lot of a lot of it is a lot of those things. And uh, and and realizing that the way the way I look at it is even if people never learn about energy, um, they never believed in crystals, they never believed in incense and all those different things. Doesn't matter because we were born with an affinity towards things that that can take care of us energetically, right? Where we, you know, we we just never thought that it did the same thing. When 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 people are like, oh, like you know, I love being around people and loving connection, they didn't realize that that raises yeah. their vibration. People sometimes don't realize that that we are equipped with it. We were gifted with it. We have it. We we have it within us to where, for example, somebody loves as a kid, they just love hanging around people. And they they love they're extroverted, right? And the people are like, don't know why. It's the genetic yeah. reason for that. If you're if you love being around people, then your heart is open. And when your heart is open, that in itself is a, it's a different vibration than when your heart is closed. Yeah, and, and you feel that, right? Is, you feel you feel that. it, and there yeah, and therefore when your heart's open, you're in a higher vibration. You're not knowing that because no one's explained to you. Oh, yeah, when you're around people and you're laughing and you're connecting, your heart is open. And when your heart is open, that's where we manifest from. That's you know, that's where you know a lot of our magic is. So you're in a higher vibration. Then when your heart is closed and you're afraid and you're hiding and you're fearful, it's a different, but no one explains that. But it has very real uh, effects in our lives. So we're like, oh shoot, that's what happens when your heart is open and closed, right? So for me, so it's really about listening to your body and just you know, those sensations will tell you what is, you know, what works for you and what doesn't work for you. Absolutely. And a lot of the times, again, as it's when I've looked at this stuff, a lot of times it's a simple stuff that works. It really is. But a lot of times we get it confused because we think it's simple and we are looking for something fancier, but like we have to go to a retreat know. or we have to. Yeah. And those, yeah. Help, of course, I mean, a lot of the times those, those moments where when I, went to Sedona and I was like, let me go ahead and do all these things. I took myself right. out of the environment. I, I, you know, and I immersed myself in a different environment enough to stop the bleeding and enough to create momentum in another area, which I wanted to give me clarity and away from every distraction. Sometimes those things, you know, are needed. And I've done them several times in my life when it need, when it's needed, but those are the things, you know, that you do either at the very, very beginning when there's a lot or when you're going through a tough time in life. Sure. But it gets to a point when you do all these practices that you might not need to do that. That now, since you've done it so many times in the past, the energy mm-hmm. is just within you. You know how to revisit it. It doesn't even get that, you know, that doesn't even spiral down that far anymore. It's just, it's just different. Mm, yeah. But you're saying that we can also kind of maintain it and find our own practices when we're home. Absolutely. Because in the past, I thought like, you know, I'm not able going to be able to do this, access my gifts, be intuitive, have these I'm not going to be able to do it if I'm in Sedona. I'm not going to, Sedona's the only place. I'm not going to be able to do any healings if I don't have any crystals, right? All these things that, that I, at the beginning, were my training wheels. Then I realized, you know what? We're all energy. And Sedona, it's not a place. It's a, it's a frequency. Therefore, if I figured out what it was, then I can recreate and revisit it when needed. So when I realized that, it changed everything because I realized, wow, I, it can, it's not a place. It's not the tool. It's that they house certain vibrations and frequencies that if we can house it, we learn how to, then we can recreate it even if we're not there, if they don't have it. And that's like you know, a lot of, and another lesson was just like pretty much owning our power, st- stepping into it. Trusting ourselves, realizing that, yes, we have it within 
You know, we just maybe haven't been able to explore it, right? So you can see energy, right? So does that make you psychic or is that something different? Um, psychic is a spiritual gift. I mean, I'm people that when they see energy, feel energy, hear energy, know energy. I just feel like that's a byproduct of their third eye being open, yeah. right? Or their crown chakra being open, depending on where where it, it flows. Um, psychic is a one like you know, it's it's one of the gifts that can that can occur when your third eye is open, right? Um, but it's like one of many. So Got when it. somebody because it depends, like sometimes people. Like, you know, they're, they're Akashic and, and it comes through their crown and they know things. They know, they know. Yeah, there are four know. gifts that you write about in the book. Um, I, th- I think I wrote five plus a bonus five. one. Um, and those are the, yeah. those are the primary ones. The primary and then ones. there's more, but those are the ones that are like, just kind of like a little bit more of the, what I feel like people, people tend to, or need to focus on first. And then all the other ones kind of start showing up afterwards, mm-hmm. but psychic is one of them. And, and a lot, and you know, psychic is more than just crystal balls and 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 all that stuff. It, it is seeing, it's the, seeing into that. the future. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, it's deeper than that. It is like you know, you meeting somebody and you have this feeling in your stomach that like a, a ball of anxiety because they might not be good for you, right? Mm-hmm. Or it's it's your body giving you signs. It's you knowing things. It's you dreaming things and it comes true. It is like you know, you seeing somebody's auric field or light around them or like you know, it's you seeing you know people who will pass sometimes or communicate with them. Those are all, you know, byproduct of psychic. It can be remote viewing, astral traveling. All these are, psychic is a very, it's, it's a good term. It's a very, it's a very broad term. A lot of things fall underneath it as well. But it's, it's for me, it, it is just a, um, a, a good way to describe what happens when your third eye is not blocked. And it's something that you can access, you know? Okay. So, I mean, those are gifts that you develop as you clear your energy and you tap into a high, high yeah, And a lot of times, yeah. a lot of some, all times, some of these gifts are already available. You already, mm-hmm. people have them sometimes they already have them. They just don't know this, what it is. Right. So it's not, a, it's not one of the things to where you need to, you need to, um, you know, a lot of times I have people that are born with it or they, they come to me because they're, it's out of control and they want to make sure it gets better. Right. So it's not always like, you know, um, yeah, sure. A lot of times they come to me so that they, they can help access it more or access it faster or access the, the better parts of it. But it's not like, you know, I've seen it a lot of times to where it's like, sometimes it's just, you're, you're getting it. And it's, it's just a byproduct of, Hey, you know, it is, um, it is you, uh, already tapping into it. You just need a little help. You know what I mean? Interesting. Well, Oliver, thank you so much. This has been tremendously insightful. And I'm sure that anyone who listens to this is going to benefit from, from our conversation. Um, and I want to let everyone know about your new book, which is titled Spiritual Activator, Five Steps to Clearing, Unblocking, and Protecting Your Energy to Attract More Love, Joy, and Purpose. It's available at all major bookstores and on Oliver's website, thespiritualactvader.com. Oliver, thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Have a, have a great rest of your day. You too. Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed what you just heard, please subscribe to my podcast and feel free to share it with your friends and family. Take care and speak soon.